to Totalus Rankium. This week, Sarah 3! And welcome to Roman Emperor's Hitas Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Augustus, and this is episode 80. So, Milestone. <gasps> milestone. Milestone. It's Severus 3. Oh, the son of Severus 2 and the grandson of Severus 1. <laughs> yes, that is a fact. Yeah. yeah. It's an incorrect one, but it's still a fact. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. Expecting big things from this one. Um... I don't know. Well, you sort of said after the last episode, you don't like the episodes would be very short because they either did nothing or died very quickly. Yeah, I kind of gave it away, didn't I? Yeah. Should I, should I have pretended everything was going to be great from now on? Um, then you would have just been disappointed. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's see, shall we? You have heard the phrase, oh. the Empire ended not with a bang but a whimper before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I guess like a we're, petering out sort of... We're, yeah. we're starting to whimper. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Good signs, then. Yes, but quick recap. Here we go. Majorian died, didn't he? he he's well dead. Yes, Rickmer killed him. In the yeah. face. In the face, hard in the face. He's now the most powerful man in the West. And he's only a general. Yes. As with the death of Avitus, there's a pause here. A couple of months between emperors. We're going to cover these couple of months, and then when Severus III comes into the story, we'll swing back and cover his life. Okay. Okay? So. Let's do this. Let's do it. Majorian is dead. He's like literally on the field right now, Aww. still bleeding. Nice. That's where we're going to pick up the story. Nice. Yes. Blood still oozing out, oozing out of an artery. Yeah, it's, oh, it's quite, yeah. quite graphic. Right, usually Rickimer is solely blamed for this. He ordered Majorian's execution, after all. It's his fault. But I, I would argue, and so would several historians, that it's a bit more nuanced than this. As most things are. As most things are, yeah. We seem to have building up here is two factions in the Senate. Yeah. We have one faction that sees the decline of the West and is determined to fight back. We're losing the Empire. We need to go and get it back. So that's the first faction. That's the first faction. Can I make a prediction which faction is going to be successful? <laughs> well, what do you think the other faction is? The one that just want to leave and like, abandon it, run away, it's no <laughs> point away. now. Well, no, not quite. The second right. faction is, let's be realistic here, we've lost all this land, let's shore up our defences in Italy and hold our ground mm. here. Oh, so they both fail. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> but that, I, I would be on that second team, though, going, let's just keep what we've got Yeah. and pray to God the barbarians stay away. Yeah, I think it's very easy as... a uh, a Roman history fan to look back at this and go, what are you doing? You're giving up on the West. The West was amazing. But if you're actually living there, mm. I, I'm probably like you. I'd just be going, should we just stay here? Yeah. <laughs> Do we need Spain? We're doing all right without Britain. Because mm. they only like a slither of Gaul, don't they, as well? Didn't you tell me last week? Yes. Part of Gaul. Oh, actually, thanks for reminding me. Get, you're welcome. Get your phone okay. and have a look at the map for this week's episode. All right. Oh, this one you put up and you said, Jamie, don't read this. Yeah, and now you're allowed... stopped. Yeah, now you're allowed to look at it. I, I glanced at it, but I didn't take in any information. So let's find our Facebook page, which is Roman Empress has Rankium on Facebook. Yes. Oh, it's loading up. Got it. Good. So have a look at that map. Okay. Right. Wow. And describe to the listeners who haven't had a chance to have a look at the map yet what you can see. Might want to zoom into the west a bit there. Yeah, lots of colours. Yeah. So we've got Britain that's just... Okay, I'm get anything that's not coloured in doesn't blow to the Roman Empire. Yes. Anything coloured in is what 
kind of sort of belongs to the Empire in the Empire's eyes. Yeah. So you've got where sort of uh, northern France and the top of modern Germany, you've got the friendly Franks. Yeah. And you've got the river Franks. Yes. Like hobbits. Yes. Then below them, you've got the Goths. On the left, the bottom left of France. Bottom left, bordering Spain. Yeah. Then you've got uh, the Burgundians on the bottom right. Yeah. And in the middle, there's a little corridor that stretches down and curves around to the top of Italy. And then all of Italy, which is red, which is Roman, thank yeah. goodness. Then you've got, next to the Goths, you've got Gothic Spain. Yeah. I like they were even in grey. That's nice. A lot of Twisted Sister playing there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the Suvi, which is Sway sort of, which... There's no B in there, Rob. Suvi. I know, this is why I got it wrong for so long. <laughs> it's the Suvi. Yeah. Um, and like the top little peak of Spain. Then you've got Northern Africa, which is basically the Vandals. Yeah. Where sort of out, um, Tunisia and stuff is now. Then a massive reverse C shape where it's sort of stretching towards Egypt, up past Syria, all of other bits as well. <laughs> Monday Turkey. Monday Turkey, Greece. It's all Eastern Roman Empire. Yes. Which is a massive chunk. Yeah, well, we'll go into what's going on in the Eastern Roman Empire. I've just not put the details in over there. There is stuff happening. It just wasn't really pertinent to what we're discussing today. Oh. So, so we don't need to worry too yeah. much about the Eastern Empire. I'd know where Constantinople is now. Yes. I can have a picture in my head. Yeah, well, there you go. I thought it was, like, down there. No, no, that's Syria. It's way up here. <laughs> my my geography's not great. I'm, yeah. I'm never really bothered with it. If you're wondering where Dalmatia and Marcellinus is... He's there where Croatia is now, just oh, opposite yeah. Italy. The Dalmatian so, coast. Yeah, so that's Marcellinus. So okay. it's fractured, to say the least. Oh, it's like a broken mirror. It really is. A broken rainbow. Now, there'd be some in Rome that would say that the entire of the West is still theirs. <laughs> they just happens to be some people squatting in their land. They were we'll more, sort them out. They were more the first faction saying, so, come on, let's go and get our land back. Yeah. The second faction were looking at that map and going, uh, I think it's time we accept facts here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We're losing. We need to show up our support. We get the feeling that Majorian's death seems to be a push from the Circle the Wagons faction being led by Rickmer. Rekema yeah. seems to want to just get Italy and defend Italy. Yeah. But he won't have been acting alone here. He definitely had his supporters. Now there's, and I've said this before with some of the uh, powerful barbarians, there's this idea in history that they're barbarian generals and they've taken over. Let's not forget, yes, Rekema is the grandson of a Gothic king, <gasps> but he is Roman. Yeah. He really is Roman. He would have been seen as Roman. He is culturally Roman. He's born and lived there. Yeah, exactly. He is definitely Roman. He just can't be the emperor because of his ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think big hairy barbarian running things. This is just another Roman general. Yeah. In charge. With a heritage. Yes, and he would have had supporters in the Senate. He, he, who... wears, he wears like a customary skull hanging just off his belt. That's the only sign you'd know. Yeah, that he's just, just a little one. Yeah. Yeah. And he listens to heavy goth metal. Yes. But the Muzak versions of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a classy. It's like Marilyn Manson lift music. I can actually imagine that. Yeah. Good one. Right. <laughs> so, Rickmer's faction. I'm just going to say Rickmer in this episode. Yeah. But no, he definitely had his supporters. Yeah. So after Rickmer acted, Majorian was dead. This obviously has a lot of knock-on effects. Yeah. You're going to predict what's going to happen in a moment. Okay. But... I'm going to have to remind you of the characters involved, because we've got quite a lot at the moment. Okay, I'll start my list. You start your list, and if you're listening, you might want to take some notes here. It does get a bit name-heavy, but 
I couldn't figure out another way of doing this. Yeah, go for it. So, in Spain, mm-hmm. at the moment, is Nepos. Remember him. He's a gothic guy, isn't he? No. No, he's a Roman general <laughs> trying to fight back the goths, isn't he? <laughs> he is a Roman general. Yeah, got that bit right. Who was left in Spain by Majorian yep. to fight the Swaby. That's exactly what I said, yes. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Right. He's still in Spain, is Nepos. And his brother-in-law... The very reason why Nepos was promoted, remember, yeah. is because his brother-in-law is our second character, Marcellinus, or Marcellinus, or Marcellinus. Okay. Marcellinus is from the Danube area, Dalmatia. Yeah. But currently, if you remember our last episode, he's in Sicily waiting with an army to invade Africa. He was the second prong in the two-prong attack. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just Majorian's navy got wiped out, so they couldn't do anything. Yeah. So Marcellinus is still in Sicily waiting. Okay. So that's where he is. Next up is Agidius. Agidius was Majorian's other general, along with Nepos. Remember, Agidius got sieged in last episode, yes. and Nepos came to rescue him. Yeah. And the two of them defeated the Goths. They did. Now, if you remember, Agidius had some friends in Gaul. He was friends with the friendly Franks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when Majorian left Gaul to go back to Italy, and then unfortunately bumped into Ricimer, yeah. Agidius had stayed in Gaul. So he's now in Gaul. Okay. Next up... Theoderic. Oh, yeah. He's the Gothic king. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was defeated by Majorian last episode. Yeah. By Nepos and Agidius. Yeah. But now Majorian's dead. He is back in his Gothic kingdom in Gaul. Yeah. Next up, Gesseric, king of the Vandals. He's still in Africa. He's just made a peace deal with Majorian. That peace deal was with Majorian, and Majorian's now dead. Oh, dear. Remember, he also still has the Imperial Women. Now, I mentioned that there was a possibility terms were discussed that the Imperial Women would be returned to Majorian. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that was speculation they discussed that, but either way, it didn't happen oh. because Majorian died. <laughs> yeah, he did. So we still got the Imperial Women. And then finally, our final character is Leo. He is Emperor in the East at the moment. So, Majorian has suddenly died. Yeah, and yeah. all of these characters need to figure out what's going on. So, very quick recap. We've got Nepos, Roman general in Spain. Yeah. Marcellinus, Roman general in Sicily. Egidius, Roman general in Gaul. Theoderic, Gothic king in Gothland, in Gaul. Gesseric, Vandal king in Africa. And Leo, emperor of the East. Excellent. It's time to predict. Oh. Because Ricimer is looking at this list of people and realises that none of them have any reason to like him. There's every chance that one, two, or all of them are coming for him. So what do you think's going to happen? Well, someone is going to want to take charge. That someone is going to annoy Gesseric, because I want my women back. I didn't sign a deal with you. He'll go, no, so that's a problem. Yeah. With vandals, that's my prediction. Okay. Um, I think a Gideus would then try and help some with friendly Franks and Marcellinus will have a swim in the Danube then come back over and I don't know there are, so, there are too many people <laughs> I know it's really hard isn't it um, there's so many it, plates in the air is one of them Severus 3 no damn it <laughs> right that is quite a nice prediction actually but no none of them are Severus 3 so I think one or two of them are going to want to get Rickimer because look what, what have you done Let's get rid of you now. Well, You're too powerful. 
Think about this. I'm Majorian thinking. has been killed. Yeah. Three of those on that list were Majorian's generals, his friends and allies. Yeah, so three of them are yeah. going to want to so, sort out Ricimer. Yeah, Nepos, so Nepos, Marcellinus, and Egidius? Yeah, none of those like Ricimer at all. Okay. So he's worried about them. Theoderic was defeated by Majorian, by Nepos, and by Egidius. So, so maybe a bit of bit of tension there that Rickimer can take advantage of. Gesseric is just causing problems for everyone and has been for a very long time. Yeah. So who knows what's going to go on there. Leos was the person who put Majorian in charge. Is he going to be happy? But then again, he did promote Rickimer as well, so it's hard he, to say, isn't he it? He wanted to get rid of Oh, I haven't seen Majorian. any suggestion of that. But you, you can see <laughs> you can see the problems Rickimer faced. Where to move? Or more, more importantly, where can I hide? So <laughs> maybe he's going to try and form an alliance with Theoderic. So help me. You know, you didn't like him anyway. I sorted, him out. I sorted that problem out for you. Your, your honour is now sorted. Yeah. Work for me. Yeah. Help me out here. <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know what happened. If you give not right, yeah. I'm not surprised. It is <clears throat> it's a mess, isn't it? It is. It is. Right. This and again, as I have done the last few episodes, caveat on the how accurate this is. Yeah. This is piecing the bits together. <laughs> this is possibly how it went. Dragons <laughs> They all got on a dragon. Someone suggested a massive ice wall to the north to keep the goths out. That's a good idea. Yeah. No, Rickimer sent a letter off. To first person Leo. First things first, they needed an emperor in the West. The only person who can provide that emperor is Leo. He needs to say, yes, I agree to that person. That's interesting, considering they're so separate now. Yeah, the, you get the feeling that the West has accepted the fact that the East is more powerful by this point, and they know that they can't promote people without the East. Didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say that, we're going to see what happens there. Hmm. But Rickmer, to begin with, does look for Leo to say, look, can we have another emperor, please? Also make it legit. Yeah, we, we lost the last one. Something happened to him. Well, I don't know what. No. No, I was looking the other way. <laughs> I turn around suddenly. Unfortunately, my sword is on my shoulder. Yeah. So, uh, can I have another, please? <laughs> yeah. If you're a good boy. So the letter goes off. But it was very slow to get a response. <laughs> Partly because Leo was fighting the Ostrogoths. Oh, Stay tuned Australian for season Goths. two for the Australian Goths. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> Strew. My eyeliner's running. <laughs> oh, I Barbie's cannot. too hot. <laughs> cannot do an Australian accent. Me neither. Yes. So, well, you know, some Americans, we sound Australian. Oh, right, okay, well, we're just... That's an accent that I think uh, some Americans found, find tricky to distinguish. Oh, right, well... I found that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you, hey, you, you guys Australian? That was a bad American accent, wasn't it? <laughs> hey there, you guys Australian? Well, I'd know, good sir. I, I don't <laughs> believe we are. <laughs> then remove my monocle. <laughs> check check the time on my pocket watch. Yeah. Sipping my tea. It's great. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so anyway, Leo's busy fighting the Ostrogoths. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So he hasn't got much time to answer letters. <laughs> no. No. Uh, but also, another reason, he's just... He's also gauging what's going on in the West. He doesn't yes. want to commit himself, <laughs> does Leo. So he just waits a bit. He plays the waiting game. So back in Italy, Rickham is waiting eagerly for a response. Okay. When news starts to drip through, as it does. Yes. None of this news is good. Oh. No. <laughs> to begin with, 
basically what we start seeing now is what all these people start doing. And it's not good news for Rekoma. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> to begin with, Majorian's allies refuse to recognise anything done by Rekoma. Nepos in Spain, Egidius in Gaul both say, nope, we're not following anything you say. Screw him. We're taking our armies, we're going our own way. Nepos is fairly secure and away in Spain at this point. Egidius has moved into northern Gaul, where he's gathering support with the friendly Franks and Saxon pirates. <laughs> yeah. So he's got his pirates and his friendly Franks behind him. That was worrying, but not the most worrying news, because even more worrying than <laughs> Don't worry, it gets a lot worse. <laughs> Even more worrying is Marcellinus. Remember, now he's from the Danube, but he's in Sicily at the moment. Yeah. And he's sitting there with an army. Just waiting. Just waiting. He was supposed to go to Africa. Mm. He was ready. He's got all his troops, most of them Hunnic mercenaries that he'd hired from the Danube. Good fighters. Mm. Yeah. Rickimer realises that something needs to be done. So, he comes up with a plan. Dun, dun. Dun. You're Rickema. You're in the middle of Italy. Okay. You don't really have much of an army. There's a man who hates you just off the coast with a huge barbaric army. Gooey. What do you do? Well, this this probably heads back to what I was thinking. Theoderic? No. Although, oh. keep that in mind, because that's not a silly answer. Okay. No. Run away. <laughs> no, he doesn't do Barricade that Barricade yourself in a temple. Fun, but no. No, this is what he does. He sends a force down to meet them. This is not a force of soldiers. This is a handful of salesmen. <laughs> is it like, you, you know, the people you get on the telephone? <laughs> Those kind of people. What, just really bored? Yeah. Just phoning you up. Got something to sell for you? No, I was more thinking like used car salesmen. Oh, fantastic. Maybe used cart salesmen. Yes. They're all looking a little bit dishevelled, but very hyperactive. Yeah. Oh, I've got a great deal for you, great deal. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more like that, I think. He sends these salesmen and they start circulating the Hunnic troops. They happen to have something with them. Mm. It's a weapon. It's Ooh. a genius weapon. It's called Sacks of Gold. Nice. <laughs> yes. Rickover grabs whatever money is laying around that's left over. Who knows? How is there anything left over? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where this money comes from. I'm guessing this is money that was being put aside by Majorian to rebuild the navy. Yeah. It must be something like that. Scrape the gilding off the frames. They've already done that, quite Have literally. They? Oh, yeah. Gosh, okay. Avitus was doing that, remember? Wow. And everyone was getting a bit annoyed. Yeah. Well, that's a lovely ring you have there, my lady. <laughs> yeah. That, who knows where this money comes from? It must be the very last of the money. <laughs> but they are sent down with whatever they've got left. Maybe it's not sacks of gold. Maybe it's sacks of tin with just a couple of gold coins on top. Carefully. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Anyway, the men go down there and offer the Hunnic leaders in Marcellinus's army better pay if they come over to Rickema. <laughs> Marcellinus, therefore, wakes up one day on Sicily to find everyone gone. Oh. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame. I swear they were here <laughs> last... Were they? <laughs> He goes through so much self-doubt and he ends up going insane. <laughs> Did, do I imagine armies? <laughs> I swear I built a navy. Where's he gone? <laughs> so, not having a choice, he heads home, probably prodding the boat quite a lot to make sure it's really there before he gets in it. <laughs> is, is this real? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Just a friend behind putting his hand on his shoulder. Like, Shh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Marcellus. Yeah. Put this jacket on. 
<laughs> and he tied up really tight. He finally gets home. It's like, oh, I had a tough time of it. If it wasn't for Steve here, I would have really struggled. <laughs> and everyone just looks at him. Who's Steve? <laughs> and Vaselina just screams and it fades to black. Yeah. <laughs> and so end the story. <laughs> so <laughs> Vaselina's having a bit of a tricky time of it. Yeah, with reality. <laughs> yes. But this is great for Rickama. Quite a move. He, in one swoop, gets rid of the Marcellinus threat. Yeah, that's quite clever. Yeah, very clever. Not only do, does he remove Marcellinus as a threat, but he does it in a non-violent way, which means that he's not really done anything too bad. Mm, Perhaps no. that bridge can be built later on. He's just been a businessman. Yeah, that's all he's done. Nothing personal, just oh. business. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. That's what it says in his card. Yeah. In the meantime, still no word from Leo, however. Rickmer's mm. still hanging on. He wants word that a new emperor can be put in place. So him and his faction would have started getting a bit nervous by this point. Without an emperor, it's going to get very hard to hold authority. Well, yeah. So it's decided they can wait no longer. A candidate was selected from amongst their ranks. A man was chosen. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. O-U-T spells out, so out you must go. Did that 5,000 times. <laughs> yes. Till so there's one man left. Eventually, an insanely <laughs> bored-looking yeah. man named Severus. spells out. <laughs> it, it's, it's you! <laughs> Wake up, it's you! <laughs> You're the Emperor, and his name what? was Severus III. Nice. That's a, quite a fortunate surname. Yeah, yeah. So let's go away from the story and just have a look at the Emperor's early life. He was born in around 420 and was called Flavius Libius Severus. Okay. And that's about it. That's about all we know. Uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can speculate a bit. I mean, he would have been part of the senatorial class. He would have been part of a powerful family. Uh, he was about the same age as Majorian. So he would have witnessed everything Majorian did, but yeah. we don't get the feeling he was in the army, more of a stay-at-home politician, but we don't know that for certain. Uh, one of the very few details we do have, though, is his nickname. Am I going to lie this? It's a good nickname. Okay. His name, and this comes from two independent sources. Nice. Yeah, so this is, this is true. His name was Severus Serpentius. Serpentius. Meaning Severus Snake. Oh! Yes! Which when I saw it, I burst out laughing. That's brilliant! Like, oh, we've already had a Severus snake. And we've now already we used that joke. Yes, I know, but it, Damn was, it. it was real. Yes! There really was a Severus snake. That's amazing! Yes! Oh! So, there we go. We now know exactly what he looks like. We now know more of his yep. details. For example, he definitely went to Hogwarts. Yes. Yes. He was quite good at potions. Yes, he would have been in Slytherin. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is what we're about 1,600, 500 years ago now. Yeah. So I think Hogwarts was built then, wasn't it? Probably. I can't remember. But let's say it was. I don't think it was that old, but he's more medieval. But oh, we're getting we're getting close. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Wow, another mm. another 400, 500 years. Oh okay. But still, he would have been in Slytherin had Hogwarts oh, been built. His name was Severus Snake. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Did he did, was he did he have a really bad attitude towards one of the students because of his what his father had done to him? Quite possibly, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. It's good, isn't it? Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Right, um that that unfortunately is about all we've got on him though. Brilliant. Um we have no record on why he was called Severus Snake. We just don't know. Maybe he looked like a snake. Thin body, no arms, no legs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you actually look like a snake, that's weird. Maybe he was a snake. Oh, nice. This is the new emperor. 
Yeah. That's a snake, Rickmer. Yes, Severus Snake. <laughs> he you, told me. Yeah. So. Just a snake looking really confused. He's either a snake. Yeah. He looks identical to a snake. Or maybe it's a reflection of his character. Maybe he was snake-like. But that's the trouble. Like we, we don't know how the Romans, what the Romans thought of snakes. For example, the Tudors thought snakes were very wise. Well, exactly. We that's can't why, tell. Can we? Yeah, well, it's wisdom because in the Tudor times there's lots of portraits of Queen Elizabeth with, with a snake. Oh, right. So she's wise and clever. Oh. Or snake emblems. Interesting. A little factoid for you. That's a good factoid. I yeah, liked it. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, we do have one clue about his character. Uh, it says in one source that he was meant to be quite pious. So if he was like a snake, apparently snakes were quite pious. Did he hiss? Maybe he hissed. Long tongue. Maybe he shed his skin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or he peeled really easily. So it looked like he shed his skin. Oh, Sunburned, But he collected it and kept it. Oh, not good. So he had like skin suits. Yeah. You'd go around his house and there's just sort of a sort of wispy figure of him Ooh. on the sofa. And you're like, is that oh. him? Oh, no, that's just... That's just his skin. Nice. Yeah. So there you go, that catches us up. That's all we know about him. That's quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he was chosen, this okay. weird man. But why? Why was he selected? You mean you want Well, usually it's depicted simply as a he was a puppet to Rickmer. Yeah. However, I must admit, I prefer another theory here put forth by the historian Ian Hughes. Oh, yes. And I read this and I went, oh, yeah, no, I like that. Don't know if it's true, but I like it. He speculates that the reason why it took so long to choose an emperor was not because Severus was waiting for Leo. It's because the two factions were warring against each other and Severus was finally agreed upon as a compromise. Okay. So he wasn't really in either faction. That's someone everyone could get behind. Yeah, a neutral. Yeah, I quite like that because it's just a bit messy, like real life is. But... I don't know, you can make up your mind at the end. Well, make, politically, it makes sense. Like, look, we'll choose somebody that's, you know, we're on pick side and we can all get on. Mm. I disagree. Damn it, Jeff. <laughs> so if this is true, then this will be someone that Rickham figured he could control, but he's put forward as an, an heir of independence yeah. of Rickham. Rickham is thinking he could probably still control him, though. Yeah. Okay, before we continue, I'm going to quote from a book I've been using recently, because it sums up the situation nicely. Okay. Unless otherwise specified, and to avoid repetition, when Severus is specified as the political mover, it should be taken that Rickamer may also have been implicit in the action, and vice versa, but no proof is available. <laughs> so this probably happened, but we have no way of proving it. Well, yeah, I mean, we think this happened. We don't know whether it's Rickamer pulling the strings or Severus doing it yeah. himself. Okay. More likely Rickamer pulling the strings. Yeah. So, if it was hoped that elevating Severus to the purple is going to solve any of the problems, it did not. Oh, okay. Not at all. To begin with, word comes through that Nepos, Egidius, and Marcellinus are still refusing to follow Rickamer. They just see this as a move by Rickamer. They go, <laughs> no, we're not following Severus. He's clearly your puppet. Oh, dear. Worrying but not surprising, Rickamer expected this. Yeah. The Goths are worryingly quiet at this point. Nothing's going on with them. That's interesting. Thanks, Rickmer. But still, he's got bigger things to worry about because the Vandals have started up raiding Yay. yet again. And still no word from Leo. Okay. Yeah. Although, Leo had appointed a consul for this year, and it did not include Severus, which was what usually happened. Bit of a snob here. So mm. this is Leo saying, I don't really want to get involved, but I'm not going to recognise Severus. Ooh, okay. This is quite often seen as really disastrous for Rickmer. 
but it's not too bad. Because Severus sends word to the East, possibly saying something along the lines of, can you please recognise Severus? Yeah. Spent a lot of effort choosing him. <laughs> that selection committee took days. <laughs> but also asking for help. Rickamer wants to do a couple of things. He wants to get Dalmatia in the Danube back into the Empire. Yeah. And defeat Marcellinus. He also wants to get the Imperial women back from the Vandals. Surely Leo would help him do that. Yeah. Get a rebel area back into the Empire and rescue the widow of an ex-emperor and his daughters. Think of the glory. Yeah, who's going to say no to that? Leo, not wanting to see a weakened Danube area, and agreeing that getting Eudoxia and her daughters back was important, indeed sent some men. Okay. But not what Severus and Rickamer wanted. They were hoping for troops. These men were politicians. Ooh. These men were envoys. Ooh. And they didn't go to Italy. They went straight to Marcellinus. Marcellinus <laughs> was offered a place in the East in return for leaving the West alone. Burn! It's like, Marcellinus, can you just leave Rickamer alone? If you do, you can come and join us in the East. Yeah. He could call himself Master of Armies in the Danube. That's a, cool a nice promotion for him. That would look great on a badge, wouldn't it? Exactly. That's gold badge. He's probably given that badge and he put it on with pride. Yeah. So Leo's saying, stay here, fight, fight for me. Don't worry about the West. We'll look after you. Marcellinus accepts the offer. So he's no longer a threat to Severus and Rickamer. Nice. That's great. Yeah. But equally, Severus and Rickamer didn't get the province. <laughs> Mm. So it's it's like a well, that's that's great yeah we we did ask Leo to help with the problem and he did but this really isn't what we wanted no 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 we wanted the Danube yeah. and we've lost it oh dear yeah then those envoys from Leo they they carry on they don't just stop there obviously no. they carry on into Italy yeah go straight past Italy bye and go to Africa oh oh dear yes because they're off to see Gesseric. <laughs> So let's catch up with him, shall we? In order to do that, we need to actually catch up with the Imperial women. Because I've mentioned a few times how they've been kidnapped, but let's yeah. actually get our heads around what's going on here, because it becomes more important in future episodes. So, Eudoxia and her daughters are in Carthage at the moment. Yeah. They are imprisoned. But who is Eudoxia? A woman. Exactly, that's all we know at the moment. Really, that's fine. Yeah. Let's get a bit more detail. Ah, Roman woman. <laughs> Good, we're getting somewhere. Excellent. She was the daughter of Theodosius II. Now, if you remember, when Galla Placidia and her son Valentinian III fled Honorius to Constantinople, mm -hmm. this is a few episodes ago yeah. now, Theodosius II agreed that Valentinian III and his daughter should be wed. Yeah. The date was set, and Eudoxia, aged two years old at this point, Ooh. was engaged to the future emperor. Fourteen years later, when Valentinian III reached 18, he was now the emperor of the West, he returned to Constantinople, and they got married. Oh. Eudoxia at the age of 16. Mm. Within a couple of years, she had her first daughter, Eudocia. Oh. Original. Yeah. Shortly after, a second daughter, Placidia. And then, at some point a few years later... After the Vandals had taken Africa, it was suggested by Aetius. So this is when Aetius was on the rise. Mm. It was suggested by him that Gesseric's son Hunneric should marry Eudoxia in an attempt to stop them from invading. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Aetius is just trying anything to slow the Vandals down at this point. <laughs> he thinks throwing a princess at them might, might help. Maybe. 
This engagement seems to have been politically difficult, and sources differ on how formal it became. <laughs> if you remember, I, I read somewhere that Gesserit went, thanks but no thanks, my son's going to marry the daughter of the Gothic king instead. But then later on, it would appear that the engagement was back on. Right. So it was either always on or it fluctuated. Okay. But either way, Eudocia, daughter of Valentinian III, is now engaged to Hunneric, son of Gesserit. Brilliant. Yes, a yeah. Roman vandal wedding. Oh. Meanwhile, it was suggested that Placidia, the second daughter, marry a young general called Majorian. Mm-hmm. Aetius puts an end to that immediately. Nope. This is when he sends Majorian away for being too damn handsome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your flowing locks and your big yes. blue eyes like pools of love and your sexy wax chest. Oh, get out of here! Get out! <laughs> Go! You're a distraction to everyone. <laughs> Yes. So instead, Placidia is betrothed to Aetius's son. Okay. However, Valentinian III then shoves a sword in Aetius's face. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah. Help. And if that does anything, it really puts a dampener on on engagements. It probably does. Yes. Placidia is no longer engaged to Aetius's son. No. Not long after this, Valentinian himself is murdered, leaving Eudoxia a widow. Aww. Eudoxia throws her support behind Majorian, hoping he would become emperor, and perhaps therefore marrying Placidia again. So that engagement might have been back on. But Petronius, with his twiddly moustache, yeah. the man behind Valentinian's death, had already made his moves. He was able to force Eudoxia into marrying him. And then Eudoxia into marrying his son. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We did cover this in the episode, and your reaction yeah. was the same. It's all a bit icky, isn't it? Probably around this time that Placidia gets married to a man named Alibrius. Make, make a note of him. Alibrius. Yes. O-L-Y-B-R-I-U-S. Okay. Yes. Do you want to pop a box around his pop, name? Pop a box around his name, yeah. Okay. Why not? There's not many of those boxes left to go around. <laughs> but you can use that one up now. <laughs> yes. He was in support of... Petronius, if not a family member. There are even some historians who speculate that he was Petronius's son. Ooh. So this is a second son married to another imperial mm. woman. All of the Theodosian women married. Yeah. All of them probably quite unhappy. Happily married. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They were probably all celebrating their weddings when all of a sudden the vandals invade. So they were really collective. Well, if you remember, I did say some sources suggest that Gesseric was invited to sack Rome by Eudoxia. Yeah. But yet again, this is clearly just sexism in the sources. <laughs> Let's blame the only women involved. Yeah. Bloody women. Yeah. So the vandals turn up, Petronius is killed, and Gesseric sweeps into the city, sweeps up the Theodosian women, and returns home. Bye! Interestingly... Placidia's husband, Alibrius, is in Constantinople at the time, so he misses all this. He's over there in Constantinople. Eudoxia, Eudocia, and Placidia arrive in Carthage, and they're treated very well. There's no reason to mistreat them. They're hostages. They're worth a lot to the Vandals, but they just keep them in a palace. Yeah. Yes. Live here. Yeah. Okay. Not only that, there's a wedding to go to. Yay! Yay! Good wedding. Because Eudocia is, of course, then married to Hunneric, Gesseric's son. Oh, yeah. Now, we don't know what their marriage is like. There was some suggestion it was actually quite a nice marriage. That's nice. There is some suggestion that this must have been horrible. She was kidnapped and forced into a marriage. Of course it was horrible. We simply Mm. don't know, though. I think realistically, yeah. (laughs) I, I can't imagine she'd be too happy unless... 
Petronius's son, who she was just married to, was awful, and she's seeing this as actually yeah. this is far better than before. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to say. Yeah. Who knows? But they do yeah. get married. Yeah. And they have a son. And his name is Hill Derrick. Hill Derrick. And we're not really going to talk much about him again until season two. Ooh! Yeah. We're, we're starting to cross over here. We are only ten years from the end. Mm. <laughs> so, elsewhere in the Empire, Majorian's building up his attack, swoops down into Spain, fights back the Swaby, and is about to invade Africa and rescue the Theodosian women. But his fleet is destroyed by Gesseric, Peace terms are discussed, the possible return of Eudoxia and Placidia is talked about, but then Majorian is killed. Yeah. Peace deal is off. And this catches us up. Yeah. Okay. So, this is when Leo's envoys arrive. So they've passed through Italy, they've gone into Africa. Yeah. Leo says that Eudoxia and Hunneric's marriage can be accepted. Formally. Nice. <laughs> so when Rickmer said, we really want the women back, Leo obviously just thought... Okay, let's just say the marriage is accepted. I love it. He's just sweeping through the Empire, sorting out all the problems. <laughs> but not in the way Rickham no. wants. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the marriage is accepted by the East. And the Vandals also can stay in Africa for as long as they want. <laughs> Fine, stay there. That's yes, okay. Yes. As long as Eudoxia and Placidia are returned. Because after all, Rickham has sent me a letter saying he wanted you returned, so let's get you back. Gesseric is more than happy for this and accepts. Nice. Now, he, he could have refused and angered Leo in the East, but why on earth would he do that? He's <laughs> getting pretty much everything he wants here. Yeah. So he returns Eudoxia and Placidia. Great news, yeah? Um, Where would they return to? Oh, they're going to go East, aren't they? Where's Placidia's husband? Constantinople. Yes. Oh, dear. They, you're absolutely right. They go to the East. Yes, they all. So we now have... A senator in Constantinople, married to a Theodosian woman, who is also related by marriage to Gesseric, and that's Olibrius. Just going to leave him there. <laughs> Rickover, meanwhile, is in Italy, probably chewing on bits of furniture in frustration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bugger. <laughs> I wish I'd never sent that letter. <laughs> Why? <laughs> It's almost like the the wish to the genies. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got everything he wants it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so all this all of this obviously is a disaster for Severus and Rick. Yeah. The Vandals seem closer than ever to the east, but had no reason to slow down their raids on the west. Leo didn't <laughs> seem to be turning up any time to lend a hand. So the raiding sets up again. But they could not deal with that just now because things were getting worse up north. Egidius was building strength with the friendly Franks and it was only a matter of time before he caused trouble. And even more worryingly, if Theoderic came out on Egidius' side, they would be strong enough to swoop in and just take Italy easily. Why would you want to now? It's like fighting a rapina husk. Interesting you say that. <laughs> you take it. No, you take it. You have it. No, I'm not having it. I don't want it. Well, um, it is interesting that Egidius is now refusing to be part of the emperor, but what's he not done? Invaded. Or declared himself emperor. There's no point. I've There's... got my own land here, got my own people. I is well happy. Exactly. Is what he's saying. That is ex that is almost word for word a quote mm. from what he said. Yeah, he's he's there. He's defending what he sees as his. But you're right, people are starting to think, do I need to declare myself emperor? Marcellinus didn't, and he's doing all right. Okay, he's going a bit insane. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of self-doubt there. But 
is it really worth it? Mm. Yeah. You know, should I put my hand in that jar with full of broken glass? Not really. No, I'm not sure I'm I want to. enough without my hand in that. Yeah. Still, there's a chance that they might want to, and Rickerman needs to plan for this. So something needs to be done. Severus and Rickerman, both of them, either of them, one of them, we're not sure, sends word to the Goths and says the following. You can have Narbonne. Narbonne, Narbonne. Narbonne. And a bit of other land in Gaul. You can have it. Okay. Nice. There you go. This gives Theoderic a city on the southern coast of Gaul. So he's now got access to the Mediterranean. This is a huge boon for the Goths. Yeah, yeah. trading in fish. Yes, exactly. Taking holidays. But not only that, he's now given a huge amount of power. And this is a, a big amount of power because he has given Spain. Oh. Yeah. Spain, remember, is pretty much back under control. The Swaby is still causing a bit of a fuss, but mm. it's pretty much under control. They're hemmed in, though, aren't they? Just... Yeah, they're hemmed in in that top corner. However, Theoderic is told, you can now choose who the master of the armies is there. That essentially puts Spain in Gothic control. What does he need to do in return for this very, very generous gift? Help me fight. Yeah. Defend me, please. If you help fight against Agidius, you can be in charge of Spain and you can have more land in Gaul. He could just take it, couldn't he? Theoderic's like, well, I'm having it anyway. Yeah, but it just makes it nice legally. It means Italy aren't going to fight him for it. He's got a position. Well, he can't anyway. <laughs> That's true. But it means that Theoderic now has a legal ownership right. of it Fair. and it's just easier this way. Fair enough. So the- Theoderic's happy to go for this, definitely. All right. Not only does this help by getting an ally to fight Agidius, but who was in Spain? I'll tell you who was in Spain, Rob. In Spain was Nepos. Yes, it was. Nepos was in Spain, and he is a potential problem. Well, yeah, because he's friends with, you know, the last emperor Majorian. Exactly, yes. He's a bit miffed. He was master of the armies in Spain. Oh, so he just basically undermined him completely. Yeah. So Theoderic is now in charge of choosing who master of the armies in Spain is... So simply says, sorry, Nepos, you sacked. I lost my arm defending this territory for Rome. My own child had his head sliced in twain for you. My family starved to death just so they could buy me a sword to fight for this empire and this land that I'm standing on. That's what he said. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Well, actually, no, it was more the opposite, interestingly. You'd expect Nepos to kick up a fuss about this, wouldn't you? But... It would appear he's realised that he's fighting a losing battle here. Okay. Because he just turns around and says, oh, okay then. And he just retires. Oh, fair enough. And as far as we can tell, he died peacefully 20 years later. Oh, that's nice. So well done there, Poss. Nice, nice. <laughs> you outlast the Empire itself. <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where did you retire to? The East? No. He... <laughs> no, he stays in Spain, apparently. Just okay. retires to a villa there and just dies later. Nice. His son comes back into it. Ah, you've forgotten who his son is, haven't you? His son is also called Nepos. Okay. Might want to put a box around his name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but he himself is now in retirement. He's decided, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. Fair enough. So this is a very good move by Rickmer. Spain is no longer a problem. Yeah. Because just like Dalmatia, it's gone. <laughs> they don't <laughs> own it anymore, so it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. They've got someone to help fight Egidius. And the Franks. Yeah. So he's made an ally. This was a shrewd move, but it was felt that more was needed. Ricamo and Severus were a bit worried that Agidius and the Franks would be able to cause a lot of trouble in Gaul. So yeah. there's another large group of people they decide to approach, and if you look at the map, you might spot them. The River Franks. 
No, not oh. the Rib Franks. Friendly Franks. No, they're with Agidius. Oh, oh, hang on. Burgundians. Yeah, the Burgundians. It's like a Star Wars alien. Yes, they do, don't they? It's decided to approach the Burgundians. And this one's interesting. This one really is a case of it's all falling apart now. <laughs> the king of the Burgundians was approached and given the title Master of Armies in Gaul. This is desperate, isn't it? It really and is. And then given Rickmer's sister as a wife. Theoderic seems to be one thing. Theoderic's been politically involved with Rome for yeah. so long now. It's They've been allies, they've been fighting, but he's been there for a long time. The Burgundian king just seems to pop out of nowhere. There you go, you can have Gaul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brilliant. Don't remember, it was only last episode that Egidius himself was up there kicking the Burgundians around a bit just mm. to uh, stomp down some authority. Although that's probably why they were so ready to uh, help fight Egidius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. You've now got the Goths on side, the Burgundians on side. Nepos in Spain's no longer a problem. It's all working quite well for Rickamer. However, as you can probably imagine, for the pro-Empire faction, so the anti-Rickamer faction, yeah. this is disastrous. What are you doing? This is just ripping up the Empire. In a, in a very final sort of way, isn't it? Yeah. The Empire now, essentially, as you can see on the map, is just Italy... And a little bit of Gaul. And that that's it. literally what it is. Yeah. Those of you who can't see the map, just to remind you, the left of Gaul is held by the Goths, the top of Gaul is held by Gideus and the Franks, the right by the Burgundians, and the Romans only have the bottom bit. And yeah. sort of, it merges a bit in the middle. It's a bit messy. Very thin slither. Yeah. Like a 20 mile sort of. Mm. So that faction not happy at all. However, the faction looking up to show up defences in Italy... This was a huge win. Rather than being th a threat, the Goths and the Burgundians now defended Spain and Gaul for them. They could even argue that they're just looking after the place. What do you mean? It's not being lost. We're just getting the locals to help defend yeah. our land. <laughs> a bunch of idiots. And wink at the Senate as he's saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can see why tensions would be building, mm. though. Do you know what, in this whole episode? Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned Severus three, very much. Yeah, there's a reason for that. We'll get to that. Is he dead already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. He's <laughs> been dead for years. Yeah. So you can see why, why tensions would be building oh, yeah. in Italy. But obviously that's not the only place tensions are building. Because now in Gaul, you've got uh... two sides ready to fight each other. So let's see what happens here, shall we? Both sides build up their forces. Goths versus Franks. Oh dear. Death match. Yes. With both sides having Romans in there. Because this is kind of a proxy war going on here. Proxy civil war. The first major battle was near Orleans, the old one. Egidius was there. So was Childeric, who I mentioned last week. The really relaxed guy. Yeah, he was king of the friendly Franks, and they kicked him out hoping that that would show up support with Majorian. Okay. And they asked Egidius to lead them instead. Okay. Childeric's back, apparently. He's obviously very chilled out about the whole being yeah. deposed thing and didn't mind that much. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> that's what I'd have done the same. Yeah. I totally understand, guys. In their shoes, yeah. I get it. But I, I'll come back. That's fine. <laughs> so Childeric's back in charge of the friendly Franks, and he's fighting with Egidius. Against them were the Goths, led by none other than Theoderic's brother, Frederic. No, no, just Frederic. Sorry, I missed... Frederic. Frederick, <laughs> which is weird because Frederick just seems like such a modern name. Yeah. But when you read it next to Theoderic, you realise that, oh, actually, no, it's quite Frederick. a... Theoderic. Theoderic, Frederick, 
two brothers. It's just odd hearing a modern name Ooh. next to one that sounds like a really old name, but yeah, they sound very similar. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Fred's there, in charge of the goths. Yeah. Fred really doesn't sound gothic, does it? <laughs> well, guys, I'm Fred. We've got no details of the battle, unfortunately, apart from the fact that Gideus wins an outright um. victory and Fred is killed. So Theoderic's yeah. brother dies in the battling. News of this reaches Severus and Rickmer, but they're focused on their own problems. A group of Alans have invaded Italy. <gasps> Alan! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> yeah, which is a shame. Just to remind you, throughout all of this, there are still barbarians coming over the river and invading. <laughs> it's the op- opportune time, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So Rickmer himself leads an army in person up to meet them and takes them all down. Again, no details, but a very clear victory, apparently. Again, he would have been able to point out that his strategy is working. He was able to stay in Italy and defend Italy. Yeah. If he had not given all the power away to the Burgundians and the Goths, he would have been right now in in Gaul, and the Alans would have been able to walk into Italy and sack the place. True. So he's got a point here. Yeah. It was just a point many people disagreed with. (laughs) Damn you! Around this time, Egidius and the Franks were able to take one of the few Roman strongholds in the north. So Rome still had some cities in the north, one of which was Paris. Yes, but they lose it. Oh. (laughs) To the Franks. The Franks get Paris, and they look around a bit and go, yeah, you know what? (laughs) Do you want to look good here? (laughs) Massive tower. I saw one in Blackpool recently. (laughs) I liked it. Could have something like that, we could. Bigger. Also, Egidius and the friendly Franks take Trier in Cologne at this point. If you remember last week, the River Franks got hold of them. Yeah. So they're starting to fight the River Franks as well. Very few details oh, here. So the River Folk. Yeah, the River Folk. Uh, they're going down. Oh, they are. little wooden boats, little fishing nets. Wooden sharp spikes and yeah, wooden axes. Axes. And shields. Yeah, they were vicious. Yeah. So. Egidius is spreading himself about now. He's he's getting quite a bit of land up in the north of Gaul. By this point, he's starting to think of the bigger picture because apparently he sends out envoys to. Go on, this one was going to surprise you. Leo. No, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guy in Africa, Marcellinus. Yes. No. Damn it. <laughs> the guy in Africa, Gesseric. Gesseric. Yes, king of the Vandals. Yeah. All right. Egidius who was set to fight him not long ago, actually reaches out to the Vandals at this point, thinking the enemy of my enemy is my friend. He hates Rickamer. I hate Rickamer. Maybe we can seek an alliance. Anti-Rickamer club. Anti-Rickamer club. I've made badges. I'll send one through. Yeah. At this point, all idea in my head of there being a Roman faction here seems to be gone. I mean, you just haven't got it anymore, have you? No. You've got a Roman army allied with the Franks seeking yep. alliance with the Vandals <laughs> to fight Ricimer, who's despised by huge chunks of Rome. Mm. It's just very, very messy. <laughs> but really is. this alliance never takes place. Okay. Which is a shame, because that might have been quite fun. Because something else happens to interrupt the plan. While Egidius was waiting for a reply, a group of river Franks descend upon the city he was staying in. And, the only quote we've got this week massacred many of his faction. Egidius fled. The River Franks then move up to Trier and burn it down. And then Egidius dies. Oh, Oh dear. We don't really know how. Probably fighting the Goths or the River Franks. Although one source claims that it was poison. Mm. And if so, by who? We can speculate on that. It could could have been... It could have been suicide. I'm trapped now, right? Yeah, it could have been. Let me neck this pint of... 
arsenic. Yeah, he was one for overkill, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trouble is, he only got like, one mouthful and died because George melted. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say if it was poison, then obviously it's going to be Theoderic or Rickman doing it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem likely poison. He's in, mm. he's in the middle of fighting. He's running away from the River Franks. Yeah. I'm guessing they found him and chopped him down. Oh, yeah, probably. So that's another person dealt with. Good news for Rickman. Yeah. His allies are winning mm. and his foes are dying or retiring. Which is good. So, yeah, Aegidius is... Yes, if you look Gone. at your list, cross out Gideus. Nepos has retired. Yeah. So there's only Marcellinus left. Yes, Marcellinus is back in the Danube dealing with Leo rather than the West. Mm, yeah, so distracted. So, so I should I cross him off? Cross him off. He's not causing much of a fuss. I imagine this is exactly what he did. Yes. <laughs> with a friend just saying it's crossed him off. Yeah. Um, Theoderic is now an ally. Yeah, I put a so, little part next to him. Yeah. It's good. Gaseric's still a problem. He's the Vandal King and they're yeah. invading. They're, they're allied with... Gideus, aren't they? No, but that alliance never happened. It just could have oh, happened. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was a list of five potential problems, mm. and it's down to just one. It's just Gisaric now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's actually quite good for Rickamer. <sighs> yeah, well done. He gets a lot of stick to Rickamer, especially at this period for everything falling apart. But if you look at it from his perspective, he's actually done quite well. He's winning now, yeah. He's, yeah, he is he, winning. He's, he's, I wouldn't say defeated, but he's... Dealt with one foe. And the other two naturally, you know, either yeah. elsewhere or... Yeah. And if you look at a map, yes, everything looks like it's falling apart, but Rickamet is actually getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So news of Egidius's death spreads quickly, and Rickamet must have been delighted by this. Hope of victory was in the air for the Goths and the Italian Romans, but new news suddenly spreads. Egidius's son has taken over, and the war is still on. So that war with the Franks isn't over, and that's going to continue on in the next episode. Nice. Yes, because then more news comes through. Marcellinus, oh yes, you crossed him out. Prematurely. Oh! Because <laughs> Marcellinus is on the move, heading to Sicily. It would appear that Leo had ordered him to go there. Once he's there, he defeats the Vandals who are raiding there. Oh, that's powerful. So he's actually fighting for Rome. Because he was always fighting for Rome, he just doesn't like Rickamer. Fair enough. Yeah. You so, can't let your personal beef get in the way, can you? Yeah, so Marcellinus is there fighting the Vandals. Yeah. Well, that's good, isn't it? Uh, it certainly makes him look strong. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> that's what he's doing. And we're going to look into why Marcellinus is there next week. Because yeah. it's now, after you've got to know him so well, that Severus dies. <laughs> <laughs> Because say you haven't actually mentioned him all episode. <laughs> I mentioned him. We talked about his nickname. It's been Rickmer's episode. <laughs> yes, it really has. <laughs> so Severus is now dead. Severus is dead. We have no idea how he dies. One oh. source claims that Rickmer killed him, and this is a popular assumption. Well, he's he's got it in his past, but I. Don't... However, this one source comes from someone writing a hundred years after the fact. Yes, yeah, rubbish. None of the contemporary sources mention foul play whatsoever. And why would Rickamer kill him? Severus isn't doing anything to Rickamer that we can tell. Rickamer's calling all the shots, probably, as far as we can tell. So Mm. if Severus is just the puppet emperor, then why would Rickamer get rid of his puppet? So it's generally considered by historians that he dies of natural causes. I think if you know so little about his life, let's leave it a mystery. Okay. I'm not even going to speculate. So there you go. Lots happens, but... uh, we need to somehow judge Severus from that. <laughs> oh, 
I, I feel we're going to get another Quintillus here. <laughs> I think his, his scoring round will be um, his tempo. It's going to be a low one, isn't it? It is. Let's do this. Fightius Maximus. Nothing personally, but Rickhammer beats back the Allens under his rule. Should we give him points for that? Technically, it was done in his name. So if we're going to follow what we've done, you know how consistent we've been, Rob? We are. Like with Augustus, for example, he did nothing. He was all a, a gripper. Yeah. So we need to We do need to be consistent, but equally, does Severus deserve anything? No. He didn't go up and fight. <laughs> no, zero. <laughs> no, I'm not giving him any. Zero. Aprovium Crazium. His nickname was Snake. Yeah, but you can't help if he's given a nickname by other people. Unless he chose it himself. Maybe. Maybe he thought Snake just sounded cool. The name's Snake. Snake. Call me the Snake. Severus Snake. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously no, I have nothing zero. in this round zero. Successes Ultimus. Okay, I'm not sure if this is good or bad. <laughs> but it's a thing that I know about him, so I've put it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. He repealed Majorian's laws about female celibacy. And women were once again allowed back into the church. That's it. <laughs> that's nothing successful. Well, is this a culture, socially? No, that doesn't serve anything. <laughs> no, zero. Well, well, there's some bad. There's some bad before All you right. give him zero so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> if you look at the map at the end of his rule, and that map that I showed you at the start is of the end of his rule. Yeah, it's will be just given away. Yeah. They don't own anything. No. That's not good, is it? No, zero. That's really, really bad. Bad Severus. Very bad. Bad Severus three. <laughs> Yes. So, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, zero. Zero. Image of your Do you think he looked like anything? I haven't even got a picture on my head. I'm not surprised. Pointy beard. That's no. what he looked like. <laughs> so, generic face, nothing stands out. It's got a weird hook here. It's like a fish hook. Yeah, it's not it's... a great coin compared to the last one. What I do like is the detail of the clothing there. That's quite good, isn't it? Well, you see, I looked down there straight away hoping for another tiny little arm yeah. and a tiny <laughs> spear, but no, he no, doesn't have a that. tiny arm and spear. You're right, actually. The detail on his clothing is quite nice. nice. Might give him a point for that. No. <laughs> What's on the other side of the coin? We've got... Oh, yes. Ant-Man. Ant-Man's back. Yes. Ant-Man's back on the other side. Oh, he's got... Ooh, it's almost identical to the last one, but it's something different. Yeah, in the but the um, the head on the floor has no features this time. It's probably worn off over time. Yeah, and the Ant Man's face uh, seems to have a a comically large nose, a comically droopy nose. Yeah. If you were dirty minded, you might even say it looks like something else. Oh, with the big eyebrows at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's Ooh. quite amusing. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, it's not as good as the last couple of coins, I don't think. I'm tempted to give one for the funny Ant-Man. He does have the Ant-Man on it, so, yeah, I'm going to give him one for right. the Ant-Man. But that is it, yeah. So that is that is 0.5 for Major Joe Face Show. Maybe this is his round. You might be surprised. 28 years. <laughs> 64 years. <laughs> no. He lasted from 461 to 465. Oh, four years. Four whole years he wow. survives. So that is a score of 0. 0.5 for Tempo Completo. Damn it. <laughs> that was just hoping he wasn't even going to get a point. <laughs> so he gets a total point. It is amusingly round. <laughs> yeah. Of one. <laughs> <laughs> That's more pathetic than Quintilis in a way. It is in a way. One whole point. Yeah. You got a point, Wild and Severus. 
Yeah, it's <sighs> it is a shame. He is. I mean, what what is the point in him? Like you say, this well, is the one point. This is Rickmer's episode. It is. So, just for fun, what would Rickmer have got this episode? Okay. Yeah. So fighty. He fought the Allens. Allens. He he organized the fighting of the Franks, but he didn't take part himself. No. So he, I don't think we can really give him that. He also tries to get allies with the Goths. Yeah, this is more success as Ultimus, though. I think just personal fighting. Oh. He won a battle. One or two. Oh, are we judging him on this episode or him so far? Because let's not forget, he's beaten the Vandals several times by this point. He's actually oh, shown case, some good military ability. Well, in that case, yeah. That's, yeah, I'd forgotten that from last week. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, four or five, maybe I'm gonna, more. I'm going to go to six. Yeah, six. I'll go yeah. five then. Yeah, okay. So well, that's that would have been then. 11, yeah. And if we're probium crazy, um, he is destroying the Empress Empire systematically. <laughs> but I don't think he's trying to. It's, like, he's just, it's, it's the whole situation out of hand, isn't it, really? It's not... But yeah, it's like I said earlier, if you see it from his point of view, every step he takes is logical and making sense. And he's just not... He doesn't seem crazy at all to me. You see everyone else like Leo's just being a complete beep to him. Yeah. <laughs> I did love that move by Leo. Maybe when we see Leo in his episode, it will seem different from his point of view. But from Rickamer's point of view, it must have been so annoying. What? (laughs) Them walking past Rome on the way to Africa is like, they made a point of it. They didn't have to go that way. Oh, no, they could have sailed there easily. Yeah, they went past Rome in their posh gear. Yeah. Like literally past the house Rickamer was staying in at the time. (coughs) Knocked on the door. Rickamer opens it. Do you know the way to... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're lost. Where's Africa? <laughs> uh, who, who are you? Oh, we're Leo's envoys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think I would have been no, able to give anything. I think so. No, I, I don't think that. so. Successors. This is an interesting one. Oh. In one way, the Empire is falling apart because he's giving bits of it away. But another way, he's trying to stabilise it. Yes, and he is stabilising... Just not in an empire way. He's stabling the empire that he has control of. I think he's stabilising his his enemies more than the empire. He's stabilising the things he can't... Yeah, like you said, he can't control. Yeah, if he can't control it, he's not trying to. If he can control it, he's making very sensible Mm. decisions. I think Rickham has given a lot of stick. He is quite often singled out as someone who's... It's his fault the empire fell. No, I disagree. I, I don't know. I don't disagree necessarily, but I see exactly. I'm not sure I'd have done anything different. No, Cause it's because we look back on it and we look at the lovely map that used to be so big and shiny, and <laughs> now it's all horrible and messy, and we just yeah. think, Rickamer, what have you done? But now it makes sense in a way. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna give him five. I'm gonna put him down the middle. I, I no, I can't do that because he's giving away the empire. For me, I'm giving three. I can't give. Okay, him five fair enough. Oh, I, I, th- this was off the cuff. I didn't plan this. So I didn't think to get an image of him. So mm, that's uh, right. Yeah, we'd have to miss that round for now. Mask um, him zero then. Oh, didn't. Oh, we gave him the nickname of the dragon last episode though, didn't we? Oh yes, so, we did. Yeah. So he looks like a dragon. He looks like Smaug. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty impressive. Ten. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously we couldn't do Tempo Completo because he's not an emperor. How long was he? Oh, how long was he in charge though? Well, he's in still general. in charge. He's not gone Ooh. yet, has he? So <laughs> we may be a bit premature doing this with Rickmer. Uh, it's just Severus's episode was so depressing in the uh, <laughs> in the rating bit. I thought we'd yeah. eke this out a bit. Uh, but yeah, no, he's still there. He's still in charge. Okay. Well, what we're going to see next week is what Rickmer does so, about oh, the fact his puppet dies. Okay. So up to this point, then he's been looking after the Empire for about what over four years, like eight years, nine years. Well, it, all the way through Majorian, wasn't it? So yes. Let's add Majorian's. 
amount. He was four um, years as well, I believe. Yeah, four years so far. So one. He gets over yes, one. Yes, of course. Yes, yeah, so far he's on one, which is the same as Severus got in total. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that gives him a total of 25. Yes, and he's still got a bit of time to go, so maybe yeah. he'd be able to improve that score. So, um, yeah, he's definitely the power behind the throne at this point, isn't he? I he's the more so. interesting person. I think so, yes. yeah. Okay, so that's it for today. Who do you think is going to be next? I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Is it the Oliphant guy? The Oliphant guy is a potential candidate. He's been in a box. Don't forget, we've also got Nepus's son... He's in a box. But there's also a third person who was put in a box a long time ago, and so long ago you've probably forgotten. This was in Marcion's episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anthemius. Wow, well done. Anthemius is Marcion's son-in-law. Ooh. And he was considered, if you remember, to be Emperor of the East for a while, until Leo was put in charge. Then he gave up, didn't he? So Anthemius is kicking around as well. Ooh. Yes. So that's three of the five remaining names. And obviously you know Augustulus, so there's only one person you don't know of. Brilliant. And one of those will be the Emperor next week. Ah. Oh. But I'm not going to tell you who. Oh, that's good. Okay. Good. You could look at the poster, it's just there. Well, I'm not going to do that. No, that's fine. Well. to ruin the surprise. Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. A couple of things before we leave today. Yeah, we uh, did a poll on our um, uh, Facebook site. It was, um, here to us ranking, we don't shy away from the tricky questions, so here we go. And I left out the questions to start with, but luckily Scott told us that we did. And the question is, west or east? Which is the most interesting? Choices were A, the west, of course. B, the east, because it was improved. C, uh, you prefer the ancient Greeks, or D, Jeff. Uh, Tori likes Jeff. James said the East. Zane said D as well, Jeff. Joan said D, Jeff. Steve said D, Jeff. Clarissa said D, Jeff. And Eric said the Vandals. Ooh, a bit of a swerve, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously the most important bit of the Roman Empire was Jeff. Yeah, so we're clearly focusing on the wrong area here. Yeah. Yes, we are. On Twitter... 10% said they preferred Greek history. We can recommend some podcasts now. Yeah. So from Basil. Um, 35% of you said the East you preferred. Yeah. And a massive, a massive, a huge, gargantuan, chunky, vast portion of you said the West. You yes. the Western Empire. I'd like to think that statistical change as we go into the East and people realise it's actually quite exciting. I think it will be because a lot of people seem to like it. Yeah. And they mentioned that empires like emperors like just what's his face. I'm looking forward to the fact that we're going to start seeing Paintings. things that you don't associate with the Roman Empire. Like mm. the Vikings. Oh great. Yeah, we're coming to them. Like the Crusades. The Renaissance. The Renaissance <laughs> will be starting just as we end. Yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah. We there will be people that you don't expect to hear of in our podcast popping up occasionally. Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> oh, when was he? That that must be close. I think it's 14 end. something. We end in 14 something. There you go. Yeah, so that'll be close. The rise of Islam happens. So we'll see that as well. Yeah, so all, all sorts of interesting stuff yeah, is going to happen. Yeah, should be quite good. Yeah, that's going to be good. Right, okay, before we go this week, um, let's do a review. We've not had a review for a while. Yeah. Let's have a review. And I like this one because I like how it starts. <laughs> this is by Mots Engaging in... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think that's meant to say most engaging. <laughs> <laughs> 
bit of a typo there. Right, most engaging ancient history podcast by Bulvei. Bulvei. I apologise for butchering that name there. Well, if it's like the Swaby, it's Bulbaby. Yeah, that's probably it. And it goes thus. I love Mike Duncan and the History of Rome podcast, but I have enjoyed Totalis Rankium even more. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In your face, Mike. Yeah. What's he ever done anyway? <laughs> exactly. Who listens to the History of Rome? Rob and Jamie strike the perfect balance between hard data and light-hearted fun, mockery and playfulness. They make stories of even the dullest emperors worth listening to and do a great job of adding extra worthwhile content when there's not enough information to make a good episode. Not entirely sure we managed that this week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for many hours of entertainment and information you have provided. P.S. I love the given quotes, so please throw in as many as you can. Oh, yeah! I put in a given quote last you week. Did yes, I did. I did just for him. Just, just for him or her or her. Yeah. Oh, no, that's nice. Nice um, review. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, get in contact via Facebook. Send your address and whatever. Yep. Get a coin over to you. They're getting made. Okay, and thank you very much to our new senators. I must admit, I've kind of lost track on who I've said. I apologise if I miss you out, but I don't think I've missed anyone out. Darren Butler and Daniel Shores. Shores? Daniel Shores. Daniel Shore is. Daniel Shore is. Daniel Shore is listening to our podcast. Yes. So thank you very much for you two for joining our Senate. And I hope you enjoy the Senate episodes that come along yeah. with that. Yay. And finally, if you are listening and you're enjoying, and you happen to own an iPhone, the new update for the podcast app on the iPhone now gives you an option to write a review in the app, which I can't believe they never had before. So if you listen to us through the iPod app, just scroll down and it will say write a review, or simply you can just scroll five stars to us. That would take a fraction of a second. We would hugely appreciate it. Because yeah. the more five stars we get, you know, more listeners we're exposed to. And the more happy we are. Yeah. Every five star we get is another 2.5% happiness to our lives. Oh, that's nice. That is nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be brilliant if you could do that. And all that needs to be said now is thank you very much for listening. And until next time. Do they have a certain genesis? ringing Totalus Rankium after show sketch. To hear a funny sketch about Severus III and his broken toenail, please press 1. To hear an advert about Severus III's lack of beard, please press 2. For a jaunty song about Severus III's holiday to Dalmatian coast, please press 3. History of the socio-economic effects Severus III had on the Empire, please press 4. To hear a given quote in a humorous regional accent, please press 5.
Gideos, Master General of Gaul, who equaled or at least limited the heroes of ancient Rome, proclaimed his immortal resentment against the assassin of Tutmil. If you would like us to muffle History Dog so he no longer barks, press 7. To hear us laugh and guffaw at our own jokes, please press 8. I think we should be one of us just laughing. <laughs> I'll be able to find that easily enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Do hair episode again, plus number nine. We'll play that whole <laughs> four hour long episode. That'd be hilarious. To end this somewhat meta joke, please press nine.